Garfiri Japan. Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And as you fine folks know, Got Faded Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. But unfortunately, all my other co-hosts dropped the ball and are not here on this very, very special episode, episode number 626. And um, before I talk about this episode, I'm going to say thank you very much to everybody who bought my artwork and my paintings last year and just recently. Um, thank you so much for supporting me. And for and when you support me, you support the show. So thank you so much for supporting me and for supporting the show. And if you want to support Johnny Got Faded Japan or The Spilt Ink, you could just go down to my website, thespiltink.com. It's in the show notes. Check it out. And uh, yeah, you can purchase work there or commission work there. But thank you, thank you, thank you. And another thank you goes to Share House, no, Share Resident Musoko, our new sponsor. And um, our new sponsor is super cool because if you're in the doghouse or if you're going to be in the doghouse soon, or if you plan to be in the doghouse, um, Share Residence Musoko has your back. It's basically it's the share house or gaijin house with the most. There is so much stuff there. They have they have uh, let's see uh, affordable rent from three hundred dollars to six hundred dollars a month. They have a gym. They have a bar. They have a kitchen space bigger than my apartment. A cozy lounge space double the size of my apartment, office work units, a spacious deck for chilling, a DJ booth and club space. You get you you live in this place and you get a nightclub for free with a DJ booth. I mean, a lot of people pay a lot of money to rent out a, a nightclub, right? But no, not you. You just live in a building and you get a free nightclub. That's that's pretty badass. Um they also have a barber space and a whole lot more. And uh, this new place is located 30 minutes from Shibuya and from Yokohama. So definitely check them out. They're in the show notes. Go down there. If you're coming to Japan and you need a place to stay, if you're moving to Japan and you don't know how to find an apartment, because finding an apartment in a different country is a pain in the nut bone. So definitely, definitely, definitely check on our new sponsor, Share Residence Musoko. Oh, man. Whew. Well, ha, that was a lot to say. Faders. Oh, geez. How are you? Is everybody good? Did everybody have a great holiday season? Oh, man. Here in Japan, the holiday season is finish. It is over. Capital O-V-E-R. But that's okay because we are here chilling in the freezing cold with a hot, hot guest. And when I say a hot guest, I mean... Well, first off, she's gorgeous. Second off, what she does is pretty hot. And um, from what I understand, from what she's been doing in her whole life, smoking. So, faders, without further ado, it is my great honor to welcome the one, the only, Miss 
at Atlanta Moonfire to the show. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. How are you doing? Absolutely fantastic. It is eight o'clock in the morning. I've got a glass of tequila and ice. Uh, also a cup of hot, hot coffee, which I'm sipping on. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> Look at me. I have some rum, some pineapple rum and orange juice and some coffee. But see, it's uh, let's see, it's six o'clock my time. So I'm just getting started. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, first off, give me a cheers, a kampai. Here we go. Kampai. Kampai. <laughs> oh, boy. Ah, tequila was a bad idea. But no, actually, I think it's a good idea. Let me have another sip of that. Hold on. I think it's a good idea. It's a good idea. I, I think I've got tequila in one hand and I've got a hot cup of coffee in the other hand. This is like a liquid speedball of sorts. <laughs> That's like the major food groups. You don't need anything else. I know you've got beans and you've got well, what, what plant does the tequila plant come from? Is it, It's not called the tequila plant, is it? No, it's um. Oh shoot! I have a picture of me in front of one that's huge, but it's like it starts with an A. I can't remember, it's but a, it's, he, it looks like a big aloe plant. Oh, it's a cactus. It comes from a cactus, right? It's a cactus, but it's. I mean, it looks just like an aloe plant, but it's on steroids. It's huge. Oh my gosh! I need one of those. That would be awesome. Is it legal to make your own tequila? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably but, not. You know. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't tell if, if you don't tell. No. <laughs> a lot of people listen to this podcast. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I would never do it. I would never do it. Okay. Neither would I. Neither would I. And also, you know what? I can't have plants because if I had a plant, it would die because I am so terrible with feeding <laughs> things. I can barely feed myself. <laughs> Drinking, no problem. But when it comes to food. Cactuses aren't a problem, though. Cactuses are so easy. You don't even water them, but once every I don't know, two weeks, three weeks. Easy. That's right. That's right. God, I am stupid. <laughs> no, you're not. Mm, I should have a cactus. That's what I should have. Um, anyway, okay. Um, my good friend and uh new guest to the show, um, Mrs. Atalanta Moonfire. Um, you do a lot of very interesting things. You've written a book, and most importantly, you are a good friend of a friend of the show, Mr. Vic. And Mr. Vic is the ex-detective from New York that was on the show about 13, maybe 20 episodes ago. And he wrote the very amazing book and hilarious book, Grand Theft Auto. Um, Faders, if you remember Vic, he is one heck of a character. And when he recommended Mrs. Atalanta to be on the show, I said, absolutely. I'm like, I didn't even ask what she did. I was just like, absolutely. Like, of course, he's a friend of mine. And a friend of mine is a friend I paid of him to do that. I totally paid him to do that. No, you <laughs> did not. I didn't. I didn't. I'm kidding. Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> People have done weirder stuff to get on the show. <laughs> oh, my no, god! Vic's awesome. He's fantastic. So he's quite a character. He's such a cool guy. Yeah, he really is. You can't have a, you can't, you can't be upset around him. There's just no way he has you laughing the whole time. He'll be telling you a serious story, but then he, you know, you're laughing the whole time and you want to cry because it's sad, but it's not because he's telling it. <laughs> he's amazing. Oh my gosh. The stories that guy told on our episode or on our show was absolutely hysterical. Oh my gosh. Hysterical, jaw dropping, eye opening. And so I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear your story. So, Mrs. Uh -oh. <laughs> Atlanta, please tell us about yourself and what you do. 
Okay. Well, I, I kind of do a lot of things. So um, I'm a, an eclectic witch, which means I study different forms of witchcraft, different traditions, and I apply it to my life. I am a Reiki master, ordained minister, ordained minister. What do you think about that? Um, I am a, <laughs> don't I look like a minister? I am a high priestess of a coven called Sacred Moon, and I'm also a first degree priestess of Hecatean witchcraft. Currently, I am focusing on Hecatean witchcraft and hoodoo, and I also graduated from Harvard Online Education, Oracles, and Prophecy. So that's kind of like my credentials. But my main thing is, is divination. I've been practicing since I was 25, and I'm not saying how old I am, but it's been a long time. Yeah. So uh, I've been doing bone divination for about 13 years. So throwing the bones is what I do. And um, that's my main thing right now. So I'm going to teach you a little bit about bone throwing. Oh, my goodness. OK. Um, wow. Where to start? <laughs> so <laughs> you have a black belt in the occult. <laughs> the occult. There you go. Oh my goodness. A, a black robe with a black belt. That's exactly right. Oh my goodness. Uh, from the karate kid, I'm going to quote the the wise and wonderful Mr. Miyagi. I'm going to say, yes, I have a black belt too, but I bought mine at Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We have purple and black belts, actually, purple and black belts. So. Really? What's the difference? Yeah. Well, it just shows that I'm a high priestess. So yeah, purple and black. I'm going to teach you a little bit about it. I'm going to, you're going to be fully educated. Yeah. You're going to be fully educated by the end of this stuff that I can tell you, of course, because some things I, I can't say anything about, but I'll mm -hmm. tell you anything else. So dude, school me, school me. Yeah. I would love to you're hear. You're going to want to be a witch so bad. You're, you're going to, you're probably witching. You don't even know it. You're probably I'm, witching. I'm, don't even know it. I'm going to be the bitching witching. <laughs> the bitching witching. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm okay. the bone witch. I'm the bone witch. Okay, throw the bones. Knock me out. Here we go. <laughs> so, all right. First off, how did you get started in all of this? Like, did you have some friends in high school that introduced you to it? Did you find a book at the library? Did you listen to like the Slayer or Cure or something? Or <laughs> it was all that above. No, I um never felt comfortable in like a regular church setting, and my parents had me in many different. Uh, when I was about 14, I went to a private school. It was a Southern Baptist school. Mm -hmm. Well, after about four days, the principal and my father decided that it wasn't the place for me. They kicked me out after four days. Whoa. I left. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, you know, I don't really think this is for me. I started doing a little bit of studying. I did the stupid things that you do when you're 14 years old and your girlfriend's also a witch, you know, cause you don't really know what it is at that age. So I did all the dumb things and uh, read all, you know, like Necronomicon and things like that. And um, wanted to wear black all the time and with the makeup and, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm a witch. I can do spells. Of course, the first thing you want to do is you, you want to do a love spell on this guy and you want to do, um, like a bad spell, a curse on, a, on somebody that pissed you off. And, you know, all these, that's what everybody wants to do whenever they're, you know, a teenager and they're thinking that they're a witch. So, um, yeah, made all of those mistakes. When I got to be about, I don't know, 18, 19 years old, I started actually, I found a book called The Spiral Dance and it just hit me. It hit me hard. You know, um, I kind of stayed hidden with it for about 10 years because it's just not acceptable, especially back then, which was a uh, hundred years ago. 
Um, I didn't want to be burned at the stake. But then when I got in my 30s, I said, you know what? I don't care. I fuck it. I don't care. Um, I'm going to just do what I want to do. And if you don't like it, that's the way it is. So I came out of the broom closet. That's coming out of the broom closet. And um, yeah, just started doing my thing. And ever since then, life has been just smooth. It's been exactly the way it needs to be. So that's how you do it. That is one hell of a story. <laughs> Pardon it. Wait, wait, can I say the H word? Is that is that a bad word now? <laughs> yeah, you know what? No, I'm gonna tell you something, which is we don't believe in Satan and hell and stuff like that. No, oh, okay, good. We don't believe it. Yeah, so you're good. But I found a mentor that uh kind of helped me out a lot. And matter of fact, most um can I tell you a story about something that uh, like a fuck up? <laughs> I love oh my god, those are my favorite stories. My whole life, if I wrote a book, it'd be I think if I wrote a book, actually, the title would be Forever Hungover or The Fuck Up Story. <laughs> or Forever Fucked Up. That would be me. <laughs> uh, forever Hungover. That's a good title. When you're um, when you're a young witch, you kind of, you, you know, you think, does it, does it really work? I mean, you know, can I really do a spell? Does it really work? You have these questions and stuff. So I had this friend. Um, who was, uh, who was gay, very good friend of mine and, and beautiful, by the way, he was gorgeous. And he had a crush on a straight guy and he wanted that, me to help him do a love spell. So I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. So wait, we wait, sat wait. and we, that, that's going to be one hell of a challenge. And you're like, no problem. I, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. no, we got it. We got it. But in the back of your head, you're thinking, you know, when you're a young witch, you're thinking, is this really going to work? I mean, come on. Is it really? But in the front, you're going, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So um, we sit down and we we do the spell and or with the candles and the incense and the sugar. And I mean, it's a lot to do a love spell. And um, we do the spell. And about a week later, he gives me a call and this gentleman is now coming to his apartment, insisting on having sex with him. I mean, insisting, like obsessed with him, going crazy about it. And he can't understand why he's not attracted to other men, but he's attracted to my friend. And um, it got to the point, like after about, after a couple of weeks, now, first of all, I'm thinking, oh my God, is, is this actually working? This is crazy. But after a couple of weeks, he ended up in a mental institution because he couldn't handle the whole, I'm in love with this gay guy, but I'm not gay thing. But all he wanted to do was have sex with him all the time, all the time, all the time. Yeah, he was in a mental institution. So you can imagine what I, I was just like, I guess it works. So, yeah, I learned my lesson. <laughs> Magic's real. <laughs> you know, because you just don't, you don't know until you something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. So, basically, after you heard about it, you're like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I got something with this now. And Lauren, that's his name. That was my friend's name. Um, Lauren, he, when he asked me, he said, I know you have a lot of power in you. I know you could do this. Um, you know, you come from a, a family of power. My my mom's a witch. She'll never tell you she is, but she totally is. I mean, she does curses and blessings and stuff, but it's just crazy. Um, yeah, so my grandmother was, but they don't say the W word. But yeah, he came to me and said, you have a lot of power. I don't know you have. Let's harness, let's do something. So he used me to go get this guy, this poor guy, and to fall in love with him and he ended up in a mental institution. So yeah, it works. That wow. was my first lesson in working. Yep. 
Well, okay, that's a lot to take in. Um, okay, so did they get married or something? Or like, I mean, is this? No, like- he he ended up in an institution. He like the last thing. I don't know how long he stayed there, but he lost his mind. I mean, he went batshit. Because, yeah, he was out there because he was suicidal. I mean, it was all that's one thing that um, that you have to be careful with when you're practicing witchcraft is love spells. And when you curse someone because it's a dangerous situation. And I'll tell you a couple of those stories, too, if you want me to. But, yes, (laughs) (laughs) please. It's it's three in the morning and I'm drinking coffee. I've got all day to hear story. Yes. I don't know if you really want to hear the story. (laughs) You may think that you see right now you're thinking really good thoughts about me. But if I tell you these stories, you're going to be like, why did I have her on my show? Why did I do this? So I'm going to not piss her off. (laughs) You you haven't listened to my previous episodes or some of my other co-hosts, some of the stories and uh shenanigans they've gotten into so don't worry you're in good company <laughs> well let's just say when i was um in my 20s i uh i tested the whole magic theory many many times and um yeah so uh one instance um a guy that this is kind of this is kind of sad but it has it has a happy ending well to me it had a happy ending um not for him so much but there was a guy that I was dating. We went to the mountains. Um, he was horrible when we, he was very abusive. I didn't know that until we got to the mountains. I won't go into everything he did to me, but basically I didn't remember the trip because I had such a bad concussion. I came back after two weeks, mar- yeah, married to this guy. I don't remember marrying him. I know I had a red dress. I don't remember. It was just horrible. And um, he used, I had a baby girl that was not his, it was from a previous guy. And uh, he would hold her. This guy never slept, by the way. He never slept ever because I would I was like going to escape whenever he went to sleep. He never slept. I didn't know it, but he was a cocaine dealer. Didn't know it because I was stupid. But anyway, he was very violent and um, very, very cruel. And finally, one day I managed to escape and I I did a little a little uh, spell, a little working job, we call it, where you call on the universe to kind of handle the situation. We call it putting it in a jar. So I put him in a jar. Well, about three or four years later, he wrapped himself around a tree now and died. Now, I know you're thinking, well, that's just probably something that happens. Let me tell you another story. Okay. Let's match up the stories here. Mm-hmm. I was married to an individual um, who I thought was a wonderful stepfather to my daughter and a wonderful father and whatnot, found out that he was a pedophile. Mm. So needless to say, yeah, I left. Okay. And um, did a working, a little job, put him in a jar and let the universe handle it. Well, he also ended up wrapping himself around a tree a couple of years later, but he died a slow, painful death because he was paralyzed for seven years and eventually passed from that. But the universe handled the situation. I didn't do it. I just introduced them to it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So look at your face. You're like, she shouldn't have told that story. No, no. I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm like, I got to be really nice to this lady and never buy it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't just do that all the, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've only done something like that a couple of times in my life, but like, your face is like, <laughs> hey, well, these guys, they're, they're SOBs and I think they deserve it. And the one thing that I kind of like is 
you call it a job, kind of like the mafia. You know, the mafia is like, hey, I got a job for you. But I mean, you're the person that does <laughs> <laughs> it's called a job it's called a job of working a job yeah oh my goodness so i mean you uh yeah you have to be careful with what you put out there you can't just get mad at somebody and put them in a jar because you never know what's going to happen but the universe takes care of it it's just you introduce the universe to the situation and then my hands are out of it wow that's wild okay that's that god i wonder if i'm in a jar that would that makes so much sense <laughs> That would make so much sense. I'd try to be good to people, but you know, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. All right. Well, those are some awesome stories. Thank you so much. <laughs> I can't believe I told you that, that those stories, but you asked. So, I mean, you know. You know, I love stories like that. Those stories are awesome. Those stories are incredible. Can I ask right now, are you married right now? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> All right, cool. But, but my last husband, my last husband, I've been married a few times, by the way. I won't tell you how many, but it's been a few. My That's last good. husband, um, when we separated, I my mom my mom politely asked him to leave the house so I could get my, my stuff out. And um, he was a little violent about it, but he left. When he was gone, my mom gave him a quarter. That's the way my mom curses somebody. She uses a quarter. See, she's a witch, but she won't admit it. Anyway, she gives him a quarter. He leaves. He ends up getting pulled over by the cops He twice. He ends up getting um, two flat tires. His car completely broke down. He went to his friends and he said, you know what? I'm so glad I'm divorcing her because like, you know, her mom's a witch and she's a witch. And I know her daughter's a witch too. And I just was like, hello, <laughs> you know, I mean, wake up. So yeah. We don't we don't get married anymore. Marriage is yeah. not our friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, geez. Okay, all right. <laughs> I got so many questions. This is so awesome. I'm loving this. <laughs> all right. I, I, I gotta I gotta rewind the record just a little bit. Now you said when you're in high school you read the Necra the was it the Necron the Necronomicon? Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Is that the same book that was in the Evil Dead movies? I never watched the Evil Dead movies. Never watched it. No. <laughs> watch Evil Dead. Okay. All right. Well, that came I never. Movie. Isn't that bad? <laughs> well, all right. You got to watch these movies because Bruce Campbell is absolutely amazing. I mean, they're they're a little bit old, but they're like good old. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you call old? Watch it now. What do you call? <laughs> okay. When I say old, I mean this movie is from my generation. So I'm an 80s okay. kid, 90s kid, and this movie came out in the 80s. So Okay. Well, you know what? That's not that old. I'm just going to tell you right now. That's not that old. <laughs> you know what? I've got friends that are 20 years old. I'm kind of in like the music business out here and art business. And some of my friends are like 20, 21, 22. And uh, some people that are actually living in Japan that are my friends are Western people that are like in their early 20s. And I have a hard time relating to them, you know, because I'll tell a story. and I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like that time in uh, like in Laverne and Shirley when Squiggy got one missing. And they're like, Laverne and Shirley, what the hell is that? I'm like, who is that? Who is that? He was the guy with the hair or or like family ties when Alex was like, what the hell is family ties? I'm like, oh, my God, I can't communicate with you guys. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I can't even relate, so. Yeah, being an I get it. Hmm? <laughs> I totally get it. Believe me, I get it because I'm a bit older than you, so it's even worse with me. So yeah, I can't, I can't uh, comprehend half the things they're saying, they're doing. I don't know, like this whole. I don't know if I can talk about something that's a little bit um, 
a touchy subject, but I'm not meaning it in a disrespectful way. Believe me. Okay. Cause I have a lot of friends that are, um, you know, you've got him, her, they, them, the different, you know, like I'm a girl, I'm a guy, I'm a them, I'm a they. I don't understand any of that. I don't understand any of that. And um, it's it's just not my generation. You know, I don't have a problem with it, but I'm like, explain it to me because I'm kind of stupid when it comes to it. And believe me, I make the dumbest mistakes when it comes to things like that. Mm-hmm. I called a girl a unicorn one time because I thought like a unicorn was um, something that, you know, was mystical and beautiful. And apparently a unicorn is something sexual and not good in a relationship that happens these days. Yeah. So I just keep my mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call anybody a unicorn. Don't call somebody a unicorn anymore. That that is ridiculous. I I would think a unicorn would be kind of a compliment. You know, like you're a unicorn. That's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. I was complimenting her. I was like, you know, you're very rare. You're a unicorn. You're one of a kind, you know? And she just, she got pissed. And I was like, what did I do? And then her friend explained it to me. And I thought, well, look, you know what? I'm in my fifties. Okay. I don't know anything about that. All right. We just, We've got boys, we've got girls, that's it. We've got bisexual, we've got gay, you know, whatever. We don't have the names of the stuff. I don't have a problem with it, but just educate me. Just tell me what's going on. But I got told. You got told? Okay, well, now you know. I got told. I'll tell you what, the next time I use a reference like Laverne and Shirley, I'm just going to say Google it. <laughs> you <laughs> Google it. You got Google. Do it. You do the do That's right. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, all right. Uh, oh, geez. Okay. So, all right. Now I want to talk to you about throwing the bones. So you've got a book called okay. Throwing the Bones. And so can you tell us about this book and what bone throwing actually is? Sure. So the book is, I'm going to hold it up and do a little, the book is called Throwing the Bones, Divination by the Modern Practitioner. Mm-hmm. And it is a comprehensive instructional book. Now, the thing about the uniqueness about it is this bone throwing is ancient. It goes way back. We don't even know how long it goes back. Um, it's in all, all parts of the world. Okay. Different traditions in all parts of the world. So this particular tradition is from the United States, the slave trade and it's native American hoodoo, uh, Southern hoodoo, African mixed. Well, it's a very esoteric um, form of divination because it's only passed down through family generations. Okay. Now I got blessed. Like if you do research on it, when I first wanted to throw bones, there was nothing out there. And I mean, nothing out there. So I was blessed by my friend, Lauren. Oh, my friend, Lauren, that I did the spell with. He's the one that taught me how to throw bones. So we love him. Um, so I learned how to throw bones through him. Yeah, we love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if you look, if you try to learn how to throw bones, there's maybe, I don't know, six at the most books out there. And only two of them are instructional and mine's one of them. So it's very unique. You'll, you might find some pamphlets. You might find um, a little information on the Internet. But like I said, they don't want to give a lot of information out. So in this book, it teaches you a little bit, a little bit about the history. It teaches you about the ancestral altar, which is extremely important. It teaches you how to throw bones, meanings, everything you need to know. And by the end of the book, you know how to do it. You know how to be a bone thrower. I also teach classes in conjunction with the book. So I do all kinds of stuff with the, the bones. I do classes. I do the, you know, have the book. I do 
uh, selling kits. I do classes, uh, uh, workshops, everything you can think of. So, yep, bone throwing has been around for a long time. People just, they don't know about it. It's very secretive. So it's uh, actually, it's done in Japan. Did you know that? I did not know that. And I'm very happy that you brought that up because I would know, I want to know more about how to throw bones and what it actually does and how people do it differently in different parts of the world. I, I'm assuming a hoodoo is from the um, uh, the Caribbean. And then I guess. No, like no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. No, I'm going to educate you with this. Okay. I'm going to give you some. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So voodoo. Okay. Voodoo is a Haitian um, tradition. Hoodoo stemmed from the United States, okay? It started actually, people think it started in New Orleans, but it actually started in South Carolina. Now, it carried over to New Orleans. It's very popular in New Orleans, but hoodoo is the magical study um, and practice that you practice in voodoo. Voodoo is a religion, whereas hoodoo is the magical practice. Do you understand what I'm you got it? <laughs> okay. So, so Southern hoodoo uh, works, it's like folk magic, works with uh, what you have around the house. You know, you have like certain herbs that just grow around you, roots that uh, grow, you know, in the woods around you, garlic, uh, parsley, you know, things that you keep in your cupboard, things like eggshells. It works with just little uh, pieces of things like that. It's not so much... They work with animal parts too, some, but like a lot of chicken bones, fish bones, things like that. Um, it mixed with the Native American, the when the when the uh, slaves wanted to practice their magic, um, it was very quiet and it was very secretive, and they combined with the Native Americans and um, the it formed Southern Hoodoo, and it just it just formed it just created so it's been around for a while but like i said people don't know about it because it's shh, we don't talk about it you know so yeah but i my goal is to get it in the mainstream so i'm like breaking all the rules i'm going to be the pioneer that just breaks it out in the mainstream and makes it as popular as tarot so you've heard of tarot right absolutely Okay, it's just like tarot, except for you get in touch with the ancestors. The ancestors talk through me. I'm a conduit, and I use the bones to uh, their energy. The ancestor uses them to give me the information, which is like the future events. If it's bad, how to avoid it. If it's bad and you can't avoid it, how to deal with it. Things that are going on in your life right now. Things that are going to be going on. Things from the past. But you're co you're communicating with their family with like if you were my customer, my client, I would be communicating with your ancestors and giving you information that they are literally giving me people that walk with you every day that you don't even know it. And that's the difference between <laughs> that's the difference between most uh, forms of divination and bone throwing. It's very personal. It's very personal. So. That's that's awesome. That's incredible. I, I I God, I could just imagine all my like ancestors walking behind me every day in shame. Like, oh God, what's he gonna do today? Oh, <laughs> oh God, is he drinking? Is is it noon? Oh God, this guy. Oh jeez. Oh, he's gonna make a. What do you think my ancestors are doing right now? I told you, I have lived many lives. Okay, I started. I mean, many lives. Every but every ten years, I change a profession, and I go from one to an extreme other. 
to an extreme other. So yeah, my ancestors were just like, what is she doing now? What is she? Okay. So yeah, but they still love you. They're still with you. Uh, that's awesome. But yeah, this is the, the form that um, the tradition that I use is bones, shells, and curios. You use bones, you use seashells, and you use little curios, like pendants and stuff like that. That formed in the United States. In Japan, okay, um, they have something different. They actually got it from the Chinese, okay? And um, what they did is they used, I said did, they still do this, I found out, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. I'm going to read a little bit of an article to you. Um, they use turtle shells. They throw turtle shells into a fire, and when they crack, they bring them out and they read them and what they read gives them the information that they need. So that's the Japanese throwing bones. And I know you're thinking, yeah, that probably happened, you know, a long, long time ago. Let me tell you, I did a little bit of research and it was very difficult to find this, but um, actually it's practice. It was last practice that I know for a fact in 2019 when in, uh, uh, I guess a priest, uh, turtle shell divination. I'm just going to read this to you. Turtle shell divination conducted at Imperial Palace in Tokyo ahead of key succession rites. Okay, so there was a um, uh, divination having using turtle shells was held Monday. This is 2019. Okay, in order to prepare for the most important ceremony to be performed by the emperor upon his enthronement. Okay, so in the uh, ritual, they actually threw the turtle shells into the fire, pulled them out and read them. And that gave them the information on what kind of crops to use for that year. So, you know, you think, okay, it's ancient. You haven't heard about it. How long have you lived in Japan? Uh, 20 years. <laughs> and you never heard of it. And guess what? This. 2019. Yeah. 2019. Yep. So, um, and they have a lot of proof of other forms too. They found in 2015, mm -hmm. ancient, and I hope I, pr I pronounce these uh, names correctly. Ancient Japanese queen Himiko may have burned animal bones to tell the future. Now, she was a little bit different. She burnt a uh, bear scapula. But she did it in the same way that the turtle shells, and they found all this stuff in her in her uh, tomb, and so they figured out, okay, she's still, you know, they were still practicing the art of throwing bones at least this far back. But they found that in 2015. But the thing I found most interesting was the 2019 story because that just goes to show you it's still being practiced. It's a secret. Wow, that's wild. Oh my goodness. So in Japan right now, probably my, I'm sure my neighbors are doing something like that. They're, they're, they're very unique, but uh, yeah, they make a lot of noise too. I think they're dancing, but it could be bones. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I guess th this is happening in Japan. So, okay. So when you roll the bones, is there like a technique or a process? Like you said, like in Japan, they, they put the turtle bones into the fire and then they read them after they crack. Is that just like, like the Japanese technique and then in the United States or in hoodoo, it's a little bit different or? It is. It is completely different, actually. So um, in my in my tradition that I practice, what now understand when I use bones, I use all types of animal bones. I use animal parts 
Like I have an octopus tentacle. I have a, a chipmunk foot. I also have human bones. Now, not everybody, <laughs> you're like, what? Not everybody uses human bones, but I do. I use human bones. But then the shells and the curios, each of them give off a certain kind of energy, okay? Each of them have a traditional meaning or a symbolic meaning. When you get them, you introduce it. Like being a beginner, I would introduce my bones to my ancestors and say, this is what this means. This is what this means. Um, you go through all of them. I have about 150 pieces in my bone kit. Most bone kits um, that are this tradition are about 60, but I, I went a little crazy. I like to give people a lot of information. So you sit down, say you're my query, you're my questioner. We sit down, you have no idea what's going on, and you just want a general bone throw. I would introduce you to the ancestors with a piece, throw it in the mix, um, mix up the bones. We would pray over them. Get in, I would get in touch with your ancestors and then I would start doing the reading. But there is like a ritual kind of you go and I won't go into it because it's kind of long, but there's a ritual. There's a couple prayers. You know, there's some, uh, you know, you thank the ancestors. Um, but like I said, once you get started, uh, and I'll tell you something strange is that about 15 minutes, they're speaking through me. So about 15 minutes after a reading, I don't remember what I said. I mean, I've had people come up to me and they're like, well, what is it? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what I told you because it wasn't me speaking. It was the ancestor speaking through me. Mm -hmm. So that's the form that I do. But yeah, it's um. you can also, there's other forms, you know, throwing dice is throwing bones, throwing uh, dominoes is throwing bones. There's just so many different ways. You've heard that, right? Throwing bones. I'm throwing the bones. Yeah, that's well, that's a literal. Yeah, when I was in high school, <laughs> play bones and that playing yeah. dominoes, the actual game. That's, that's, where, that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. There's actually people that read bones, uh, read dominoes, and it's reading bones. That's where it came from. Yep. So wow. each each tradition has a different way of doing it, but that's my way of doing it. There's a lot of ceremonial things that I do to keep in touch with ancestors. Um, there's a lot of, uh, oh, and I got to tell you a funny story about somebody that sat down on my table I recently. Love your story. Oh my gosh. Like I'm just going to skip everything and go to that. I'm going to go to the story. Yeah. So I had this kid. I had this kid come sit down at my table. I'm touring with the Oddities and Curiosities Expo right now um, around the United States. I'm doing, I think, 15 shows this year among some other appearances. And I don't know if you know what that is, but it's um, very strange art. It has a lot to do with, you know, the, um, the dark art and uh, bones and dead animals. And uh, they have demonstrations of people hanging with the hooks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the tour that I'm on right now. So this young kid sits down at my, my table and he wants a bone reading and he is so preppy and just put together and really young. I mean, I thought he might've been 19 years old and he's just as innocent as innocent can be. And we start to do the reading and there's something called the bracelet. And the bracelet is very important in, in my tradition. It what's inside the bracelet is something you need to really pay attention to. So what I saw in the bracelet was a legal bone. And inside the legal bone, it, it's a chicken bone, but it, it has a hole in it. Inside of it is a stingray barb, which means you're moving in the right direction. And it goes through. So I kind of looked at it and I'm like, hmm, most people don't have legal issues, but this is in the bracelet. So I looked at him and I said, are you having anything going on legally? And his face was just like, what? 
Oh, what? And I said, do you have something going on legally? I thought he was going to pass out. His girlfriend, he almost started crying. He had just gotten out of prison two weeks prior and he was on parole. And he says, please tell me I'm not going back to jail. Please tell me I'm not going back to jail. I said, honey, if you stay on the path you're on, it says you're moving in the right direction. You're going to be fine. He said, you know, I sat down here because I was making a joke of it. I thought it was a novelty. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell my friend. I'm going to. How long is this reading? Three months? I'm going to call you in three months. He did. And he had his friend call me to get a reading. He just couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe how accurate it was. But, yeah, he had just gotten out of uh prison and he was on parole and it i mean I, the bones don't lie the bones don't lie that's my thing i tell people that all the time so you just gotta you gotta trust it the bones don't lie oh my gosh that should be the title of this episode <laughs> the bones, <laughs> writing it down right now the b-o-n-e-s maybe that'll be my next book title the bones don't lie oh my goodness oh my goodness uh you, maybe you dropped the ball that should have been it <laughs> Or part two, part two, the next book, the next book, The Bones Delight and Stories from the Bones or something. That's right. Oh, my God. Dang, that's perfect. Because I have a bunch. <laughs> I mean, there's I just so many, so many people. You meet so many different kind of people um, that are and they're interesting. And there's people that, you know, live their lives according to this. You know, I have clients that call me religiously and. They, if they didn't get what they wanted, if it wasn't working for them, why would they be called? I mean, you know, for two years, I've got one particular client that calls me every three months and I give her a reading. If it didn't, if the bones lied, she wouldn't be calling me, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I just, yeah, people that don't believe it, just try it and um, get your bones read and find out a little bit about stuff. So just be prepared. <laughs> Can you do this over the phone or via Skype or Zoom or whatnot? I mean, is that possible? I all of the above. Yep, oh. all of the above. Matter of fact, I offer that on my website. Um, I do a lot of readings. Uh, I like to do video, you know, Skype, Zoom, things like that, because mm-hmm. you're interacting with the, the client, the querent. And the more you interact, the more information you get. Um, when I can do a cold reading, I do audio readings where the person just buys the reading and then I do it, you know, cold audio reading and I, I email it to them. But when I have the prayer in front of me, I can clarify things. You know, if if something was going on with like their boyfriend and it was bad and they were like, you know, oh, my gosh, something's bad. I can suggest, hey, do you want to clarify this? Yeah, I want to clarify it. And there's there's ways to do that when you're throwing. But if you're over the the. Uh, uh, audio way, they just get a reading. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. I like that interaction. But yeah, I do all of that. I do all of that. And it's all on my website. So fantastic. And, and we're going to plug everything that you've got and everything that you do in the show notes. So faders go down into the show notes and check her out. And um, yeah, so now now I want to ask you another question about uh, the bones. So is there a major difference between the bones and tarot cards regarding like history yeah. and practice and what they do or are they very similar no there's a uh, a big difference well as far as history okay i and and don't quote me here but i did a little bit of studying on the history of tarot but um you know it was formed as a game it was an actual game that the rich played 
And it eventually became, you know, a way for um, people to use as Oracle cards, you know, to tell the future and stuff like that. I don't know how it jumped from one to the other, but I do know it started out as an actual game. But the bones, they don't know when it started. And the weird part about the bones is that it's in every single culture all over the world. Now, you're thinking, you know, think back thousands of years ago. You didn't have the Internet. You didn't have a telephone. You had no way to communicate with people in another country. You know, think about that. They all practice it. All of them. They have found proof that every single country, every single, I mean, they've all practiced it and they can't figure out when it started. So it's just a little strange, you know. I'm telling you, you know, it works. So, yeah, that's a big difference. The other big difference is with tarot, a lot of times you get in touch with your higher self or maybe a deity or the spirits, whereas with bones, you work with the ancestors of the person you're reading for. So that's the big difference. And it's more personal because each bone, and by the way, when I say bone, I'm referring to bones, shells, and curios. We call them all bones. Each bone has a certain meaning that is personal to you. So my bone kit, if you had a bone kit that was identical to mine, we would probably have two totally different kits because your meanings would be different. Whereas with tarot, the meanings are the same and consistent throughout. So, yeah, there's a big difference between it. Wow, that is wild. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. I, I hate to cut you off there, but my co-host, I guess he just woke up or maybe he just got <laughs> home from the bar. I, I, should I let him in? <laughs> should I, let him I in? don't know. Let's see. I I, make him say please. <laughs> say please, motherfucker. Jeremy, what the hell is going <laughs> Please, on? motherfucker. I, oh, sorry, sorry. Tell him he hurt my, you know, you know what? I cuss like a sailor. I'm trying not to. Tell him he hurt my feelings because he didn't show up on time. Okay. All right. Well, don't put a curse on him or a hex or anything like that. I mean, that would be bad. I won't put him in a jar. Don't worry. Don't put him in a jar. Hey, listen, if I'm in a jar, can you get me out? <laughs> Rescue me. Let's I can get you out. I will. I love you now. We're, you know what I'm saying? We're right here. I'll rescue you. Oh my gosh. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. Let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. Okay. And Hey, yo, what's up, Vaders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete. A Harry Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! 
Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each, and they're worth so much more. These are these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool, that's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. If you're gonna get your fade on, you gotta get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing. Comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azabujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. Should we put, put, play some kind of a joke on him? Like maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe like I'm possessed or something. I don't, I don't know. That's too cheesy. Okay, let's just bring him in. Fuck it. Let's just bring him in. We'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll just go for it. Oh, I know what we'll do. I know what we'll do. I'll tell him he has a hex on him. Hey, Jeremy, what's up, dude? Hello, Jeremy. Jeremy. 
alive from the dead. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, rise, rise to the poke. Oh, there he is. Hey, Jeremy, what's up? There he is. Hey, man. How the fuck are you, bro? Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, you're a dollar short and a day late. We've been podcasting for the last hour. Oh, you've got a skull. That's cool. <laughs> All yeah. right. Your good yeah, luck charm. <laughs> I'm painting I have it. skulls all the way up here. I have human skulls. I have all kinds of skulls. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't. I do have human bones. I have human bones, but I don't have human skulls yet. <laughs> I got a bone too. I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but we can't throw yours. You, we can't throw yours. She's talking about a different bone, uh, Jeremy. Uh, yes. Um. Welcome to the show. You're an hour late, but that's okay. And uh, on the show right now, we have a very special guest, Mrs. At Atlanta Moonfire, and she's been discussing the occult. She's been discussing throwing bones, which I find extremely fascinating. And I want to get my bones thrown eventually, maybe on the show, maybe later. No, no, don't do it on the show. That'd be embarrassing. They're like, all your ancestors really hate you. I'm like, no, all of them. You know what? This is what we could do. This is what we could do. I could tell you all the um, the good stuff like this, and then I could text you the other stuff. Oh, the bad oh. stuff. Like, oh, God. You know, I don't want to know the bad stuff, though. It's like finding out when you're going to die and how. You're like, really? No, no, no. The thing about the, the, the bad stuff is that the ancestors tell you either how to change it or how to deal with it, and it always works. So, yeah, you know, you got to know when something – some, and by the way, I will say this, the bones will never tell you about death and they'll never tell you about birth. Now they might say that you're pregnant, but they won't tell you of, of an actual birth or the death. So that's one thing they don't do. Okay. If I was pregnant, that would actually be supernatural. <laughs> supernatural with alien. <laughs> I could do a little spell, you know, a pregnancy spell. No, no, no. Get you pregnant. <laughs> no, no, no. Jeremy, you're big. I'll do the, old, I'll do, do the old fashioned way. <laughs> so, okay, Jeremy, um, wait, did you just get home from the bar or did you just wake up? <laughs> no, just woke up because I thought we started at nine. Nope, eight. <laughs> oh. Eight o'clock. Read the goddamn emails. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You're you're in perfect perfect time with perfect company. Um, okay. So, what was my question before that happened? Um, da, 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 I <laughs> I told totally, wait. You're gonna tell a story, weren't you? Gonna, was it a story? I, I totally lost my train of thought. I mean, the train is. I did too. Let me think. Hold on. A story. Which one? There's so many. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. Darn it, Jeremy. Okay. <laughs> You messed us up. <laughs> All screwed up. I'm here. Here, Kampai, Kampai. I'm drinking tequila. Okay, you got your drink over there, Mister Atlet. Wait a minute, I got mine. Okay, cheers, Kampai. Kampai. Kampai, guys. Oh, and we're doing. Oh, just so you guys know, we are doing Twitch, and we've got. Um, let's see, Tagishiv. We got Tagishiv on uh, Twitch. Yo, what's up, man? I don't know where you're at. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for twitching with us. This is our first time doing Twitch. Is it called twitching? I don't even know. But yes, dude. Thank you so <laughs> much for being here and uh, watching us live. Yeah, watching us live. Okay, so that's cool. Um, yeah, tell your friends. <laughs> Spot- tell your friends. <laughs> don't let me ask any questions or, you know, to ask because I'm all about it. I'm all about answering questions. Yeah. So, uh, Wait, he's got a question. <laughs> I got tons of questions. I'm so sorry. I was late. I, I got tons of questions. He's probably going to ask so, all the questions I asked. All right, my, 
My my first question is: have, have you ever had any negative experiences with the supernatural? Do you want to tell yes. the car crash uh-huh. story again? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, let's, he can. You know what? He can just go back and listen to that part because I really have not told many people that, and now everybody knows. So, uh, yeah, when my friends re- listen to that, they're going to be like, "What?" But yeah, I have had negative experiences with the supernatural. Um, I was a paranormal investigator for a long time, and I've always had spirits attracted to me. Um, And I had one that came real close to uh, knocking me out of a, I was a child and knocking me out of a window. It was, um, I was laying kind of this way in the bed and he was in the window right next to me. And I didn't know it was a, a spirit though. At the time I thought it was a person and um, look, like he was holding a knife and he was coming into the window and I got up and ran to my parents' room. Well, my dad was like, you know, there's no way anything like that could happen. And I'm thinking why? Well, he showed me the, um, we were three stories up and there was no ledge there. So in, in that house, that was not the only thing that happened in that house. My sister tried to commit suicide. She got, um, a feeling. Yeah, it was awful. We lived there for two months and we moved out. It was so haunted, but you know, I mean, that happens. We never, you attract spirits. And I, I do, I tend to, I attract bad men and spirits. So. Bad combination. I have a, a magnet on my ass. It says, look, if you're a really bad person, just come over here. Or if you're a spirit of any sorts, just come over here. Yeah. Put on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to get it off of my ass. Okay. I've done every magical thing I could think of. And I can, I can do any spell that you want, but I can't get that magnet off my ass for some reason. But that's why we don't marry anymore. You asked me that earlier, you know, if, if I was married. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> been there done that finished <laughs> finished done oh they man. end up in not a good place <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay um let me see if somebody wants to get um okay if somebody wants to get involved or so, all right if somebody's interested in the occult and witchcraft and they want to get involved in it what books do you recommend that they read other than your own okay um, as far as, uh, okay, first of all, let me, and let me go ahead and establish my book is not just for witches in the occult mm-hmm. Christians can read bones as well. Okay. Cause it's not a form of witchcraft. It is just a form of divination and, uh, like Oracle cards, get in touch with angels and tarot gets in touch with deities and that kind of thing. Um, bones get in touch with your ancestors. So that's completely different from witchcraft. But in saying that, if people want to get in touch, you know, in touch with their witchy self and want to, you know, experiment a little bit and read, Christopher Penzak is my favorite author. He's written, I can't even count how many books he's written. Um, but the inner temple of witchcraft would be a very huge uh book for them to read it's all about meditation how to get in touch with your inner self because that's how you perform your spells is get in touch with your inner self and manifesting uh the spiral dance which i think i talked to you about maybe a little earlier it was um my first real uh, necronomicon was my first book i don't recommend that at all don't don't read it it's a waste of time the spiral dance gives you a good insight as far as um what witchcraft is about and also um uh, writing the broomstick is another one. Um, that would be a good one. That one teaches you how to use the tools and things like that. So 
I'm sorry, by the way, that my dog's whining. I'm just letting you know. Um, no, but yeah, no, no. so totally writing, writing rooms, that, that would be another one that I would recommend. So, and oh, and Scott Cunningham. Now, I'm not Wiccan, okay? I don't know if you know the difference between Wiccan and witchcraft, but I'm not Wiccan, but I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Um, but I do recommend Scott Cunningham Wicca to anybody that's a beginner. Uh, Wicca is a religion and they believe um, it, it was uh, formed by a guy and um, created into a religion. And it was formed to make uh, witches kind of be under control because they say that they have the Wiccan read where they say that if you cast something bad out, it's going to come back to you three times. They believe in that. And I don't believe in that. I'm, I'm not a white witch. I'm not a black witch. I don't believe that there's a such thing. Um, I believe it's gray. You know, it's all in the middle. If somebody, I don't just go out there and curse somebody. I would never do that. But if somebody um, hurts my family in a, a really bad way, I am obviously going to handle the situation. I have no problems with casting back, with throwing something at them. And, right you know, when you do that, you have to be prepared for the repercussions. There are repercussions, you know, but uh, yeah, I have no problem with that at all. So I'm not Wiccan. That's the difference between Wiccan and just a regular witch. Wiccans, uh, that's a religion and they believe don't harm anybody and don't do this and don't do that. Mm -mm, I don't believe that. And most witches. <laughs> well, we believe in Mother Earth and we love Mother Earth. But if somebody pisses us off enough and hurts our, our family or our friends, and I mean in a really bad way, you don't just curse somebody. Yeah, you handle it. You know, I told you earlier in the show what happened in my life. And Jeremy's going to have to just listen to the show to hear that. But that was that was a pretty private thing that I shared. And um, yeah, so there's times when you have to pull out the big guns, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. And okay. Um, my next question is regarding the occult, how dangerous is the occult? Because it, it kind of has this uh, danger kind of feel to it. Like people that get involved with the cult, you know, like usually things go kind of haywire, you know, from time to time. That's because they're not educated. Uh, <laughs> because they're not educated. Oh, my gosh. They're That's because the every, everybody. I mean, yeah, they're not educated. They jump in and they start doing spells and they start doing curses and they are like, because that's what they think it's all about. And they want to do a ritual and they want to call on gods and goddesses for that may not even want to work with them. And Orishas, which is like, you know, more the hoodoo, uh, Santeria practice. Um, they're, they're gods and goddesses of, of that practice. And um, <laughs> okay, I've been a witch since I was 14 and I've already told you I'm in my 50s. Let me tell you what I did kind of recently. I got my ass kicked, kicked, <laughs> dead by an Orisha. Okay. And I've been practicing a long time. Um, so I was having a calling because you get, you get something called a calling by a God or a goddess that might want to work with you. And I was having a calling through, um, hoodoo through ocean, which is a goddess. She's it's Arisha is a goddess. Same thing. Okay. Um, basically the same thing. Well, I got into studying the Arishas and I wanted to work with a particular one, uh, Chongo, which is like a God of war. And, some Orishas are very kind. If you don't know what you're doing, like Oshun, 
Okay. She's very kind. She's the first one that I worked with and I got all this great stuff. So I'm like, I know what I'm doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to work with Jongo. Well, no, she's just very kind. And when you don't know what you're doing, she's like, it's okay. She's a baby. She'll learn. Chongo is like, no, I'm going to kick your motherfucking ass and it's going to hurt and you're going to be ruined. So within, <laughs> within two days of me trying to work with Chongo, I, I swear to you this happened and you're not going to believe it, but it did. I woke up and I could not get out of bed. I could not walk. I could not go to the bathroom. I could not go to the door. My back felt like it was broke. I just, I couldn't physically do it. If you would have said, I'll give you a million dollars, I still couldn't do it. Um, my ex had to come over and rescue me. And during the course of all this, my Amazon, you know, I sold a book, I sell books. So my Amazon account uh, got shut down because of something that was uh, a miscommunication. The day later, my Etsy account went completely uh, inactive. Anything that had to do with the bones. Um, I almost lost my apartment because they didn't keep the record straight. And I wasn't late on my rent, but they said I was like five months late on my rent. And I had every, all this shit was happening. And it was all because I approached Chongo in the wrong way. And it doesn't matter if you're a baby. It doesn't matter if you don't know. It doesn't matter. They don't care. They will kick your ass. Another thing that happened to me, I have Hikate, which you, I don't know if you know who she is, but she is the goddess of the underworld. Okay. She's a Greek goddess and she guards the underworld. She's the keeper of the keys. The underworld is like where the dead go, spirits go. And she's my patron goddess. Now, her altar I have, which I wish I could show to you, but it's right here on the floor because she likes to be on the floor. It's close to the underworld. I have a spirit that lives in my apartment, and I did the mistake, and it was a mistake of saying, and I can't completely say it because it'll happen again. Oh, I don't mind if you're here because if you're good, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? Hakate took that and said, okay, let me show you something. She threw over a hundred spirits into my apartment and my apartment went fucking crazy. And Ooh. the reason why I know this is because I have a camera I'm on tour. So I have a camera in my living room that shows my apartment. And when I was on tour, my vertical blinds were doing this. There were lights flashing everywhere. Um, there were people seen on camera. There was apparitions. All this shit was just going crazy. And it's because Akate let all these spirits out because I said, it's okay. You know, if you're good, it's okay. No, it's not. I mean, I still make, you know, you make mistakes. That's just the way it goes. You've got to do your research. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I still have that one spirit that lives here, but I also have her as a patron goddess. I just accept that. That's fine. But I don't have the hundred here anymore. We have an agreement now. So that doesn't happen. Yeah, you don't want to party at your place when you're not around. I mean, geez, my parents yeah. were the hard way. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? <laughs> I'm telling you, there was one time I was sitting in my bed and I was about to go to sleep and I heard my motion. I have on my cell phone, a buzzer goes off when there's somebody in my living room. Now I'm in my bedroom and the buzzer goes off and I had heard a bump in the living room and I looked at it and it says person seen on camera and I'm looking at it and there's a dark person in the other bedroom and i'm staring at it now remember i'm not afraid of spirits okay i'm not because i've been a paranormal investigator i've been spiritual okay but i was about to go to bed it was a little unsettling that there was a spirit in the next room 
moving back and forth and it was on camera. And so, yeah, you know, I just, um, you gotta be careful with what you ask for. That's all I got to say about that. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jeremy, you got oh. a question? Sure. Quick question. What's it like when you see a spirit? Can like everyone see uh, it around you see it or is it just you? No. Um, well, you know, it's different actually. Um, with me, I don't, Normally, I don't normally see them face to face as far as like if I'm looking at you right now. However, mm-hmm. if I'm looking at some something on a camera, I can uh, see it. I can see it on a camera, but I can't see it if I'm just looking, you know, normally in a room. But I have been uh, touched by spirits. Um, I had a little boy spirit that I was sitting in his bedroom and we were playing with his toys and he was like seven when he passed away and I was by myself and it was pitch dark in there of course but we had the infrared lights on so you could see everything that was going on and this is on on uh, a dvd by the way so I mean I have it you know I show it to people um I'm sitting on the bed there's no the bed mattresses are directly on the floor so there's nothing up underneath the bed but floor and I told him his name was Timmy and I was like you know, if you want to me, you can come over and sit next to me and you can touch me. It's okay. I'd like to know that you're here for sure. And um, you could see in the video, I didn't see it, but you could see in the video, the mattress go down. And then a few seconds later, I felt something, someone grab my ankle and rub up my leg. And I was like, hmm, that's pretty cool. He just answered me, right? That's pretty cool. We did flashlight communication where he controlled a flashlight with yes or no questions. It was really neat. But I will say that when it happens to you and you're not looking for it, it's a little unsettling. Mm, You're not afraid of it. It's just like that apparition I told you about that was in the spare bedroom. I really couldn't go to sleep because I'm like, what are you doing in my house? You know, get out. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> get out of here. Get out. <laughs> I swear to you, I was just laying down to go to bed and I heard that shit. And I'm like, really? It's 12 o'clock at night. I got to get up in four hours. And now I'm sitting up. I called my girlfriend. I called my girlfriend. I said, she lives in Alabama. I'm in Georgia. And I said, um, Sherry, <laughs> they always whine to each other. She's like, yeah. I said, there's a problem. Let me send you a picture. So I sent her this picture and she goes, what the fuck? And I said, it's moving. Oh no! I'm like, what do I do? And she said, go get your, your, uh, egg, your egg chalk, your eggshell chalk. It's a protective thing. Eggshells is protective. And I'm like, it's in the room with the spirit. And she goes, well, go get an egg. Anyway, I'll stay on the phone with you. So she stays on the phone with me. I'm walking into the room, which is stupid because that's where the spirit is. So what's she going to do if it gets me anyway, because she's on the phone. But anyway, I got the, the chalk and I went and ran back to my room. And I swear to you, I have been around spirits all my life, but it just weirded me out that I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, get out of my house. Go. I'm sleeping. You know, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. What's the worst thing a spirit's ever done to you? Uh, probably the night that I was telling you about the, um, it was so terrifying. I was so young whenever the window spirit was there. Um, it looked like he had a knife. He was saying, let me in, let me in. It was in a very deep, uh, terrifying voice. He was huge. He was, he was ginormous and, um, he was very dark, um, like a shadow person, and I thought he was real. That's probably the scariest thing. 
but in saying that, you know, also I, you know, I mentioned my sister tried to commit suicide in that house. And right. so something obviously got in, in her that shouldn't have been there and put her in a bad place because she was a happy, happy person. I mean, there was no reason for her to be that way, but that's probably the scariest thing, you know, that's ever happened. I, oh, I've been to the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah. I definitely know what that is. Yeah. Okay. So me and my group, we rented it out for the night by ourselves, all by Ooh. ourselves, seven of us. We had the entire building by ourselves and it was so, it was so awesome. We had, I had a spirit blow hot air on me. I got inside of the, uh, um, where the, like the freezer that you put the body in and you, you right. know, in the morgue, I got inside yeah. of that and they scooched me in. It was really cool. So, um, yeah, we got a lot of footage at the Waverly Hills. So that was really awesome. I wasn't scared there. when I'm, when I'm investigating, I don't get scared, but when it happens, like, you know, I'm not expecting it. It weirds me out a little bit. I'm just not ready for it. Yeah. Right. Right. When you investigate, like what tools do you use to investigate spirits? Like, of course, an infrared, but is there anything else? Like, do you have any like supersonic, like uh, microphones or something? Yeah, you have DVRs, okay, digital voice recorders, because you want to try to get uh, voices, which you you do a lot. I mean, it happens a lot more than what people think. So you have DVRs, that's essential, that they're not expensive. Okay, if you wanted to start ghost hunting, this is what I would tell you to do. You don't have to have all the bells and whistles, okay? You need a really good camera, plain camera, regular camera. You need a good infrared camera. Um, it's nice if you have the, like a infrared, um, you know, camera set that you, that you can, uh, do video on. It's nice if you mm -hmm. can do that. That's great. You don't have to have it. Um, but my favorite tool, and I've used all the bells and whistles is a flashlight. You turn the flashlight off, you get one of the twisty ones. Do you know what I'm talking about? The twisty flashlights that turns off. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one right there. That one right there. So you twist it just so it's off a little bit and you put it up on a uh, shelf or something and you bang the shelf to make sure that vibrations don't affect it. And then you ask the spirit, yes or no questions to turn on the light for yes and off for no. And what's really cool is you kind of try to fuck them up too, because you want to make sure it's really working. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to just say one question and be like, oh, okay, it's working. No, you want to ask them the same question in different ways and make sure that they're getting a correct. But that's my favorite tool is a flashlight. So that and a DVR. Right. So <laughs> he's, like in my, school. My... he's like in school. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to be respectful and ask like a lot of questions. So like, I want to ask a question like, so you, you said like you're, you're a paranormal investigator and like a witch, but what's the difference between a witch and like a psychic? I don't understand the difference. Oh, there's a huge difference. Um, so a psychic is more into divination and divination is um, a lot of people don't know what it is and you might know, but I'm going to, I'll go ahead and tell you what it is. Divination is getting in touch with uh, either spirits or deities or ancestors or even your higher self to get uh, information. And some of that information is future information. It could be past information, past lives, um, how to deal with things. But that's what divination is. And like a psychic medium is that's a form of divination. So being a witch, you don't have to be a diviner. A, a diviner mm. is somebody who practice divination you don't have to be a diviner um it's suggested that you practice some sort of divination but you don't have to um 
so, but, you know, being a, uh, medium, yeah, you don't have to be a witch because, you know, you could be Christian and, uh, get in touch with, you're getting in touch with angels. You're getting in touch with, uh, the dead, things like that. That's okay. a good question. That's a really good question. Thanks. What's so, like, I have, Sorry, I have one I have, oh, I've got, I've got, no, I got tons. So I, I've got people okay. in my family. <laughs> I got people in my family who've passed away. So like, what do you, how do you get in touch with people who've passed away? Rewind. Okay, like for you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I answer this one? <laughs> you can do something. Uh -huh. Go for it. <laughs> All right. You just go, hey, really loud, and they'll hear you. No, okay. you, I'm just, I'm just joking. You can do a couple of different things. You can do something as simple as having a wall uh, with your ancestors' pictures on it. Or if you don't have that, you can set up like an altar. I suggest everybody, everybody in the world have an ancestral altar. It doesn't have to be big. It could be something small. Um, and when you're new to it, when you're new to communicating with your ancestors, mm -hmm. You want to start like with something to focus on, like a candle. Um, the candle is not getting in touch with your ancestors. You are, but you're using it as a tool to get in touch with them. So you concentrate on that candle and you talk to them like I'm talking to you right now. You don't think it, you don't whisper it. You talk to them, have a conversation with them and say, hey, you know what? I know I've never talked to you before or I haven't talked to you in a long time or, you know, whichever since you've passed. I would really like, you know, to have some advice on what I'm doing right now and a little bit of guidance. Can you please show me the way? And the more you communicate with them, the easier it is for you to communicate with them. You will start getting signs. Oh, and I'll tell you like about my book. That's a perfect example of what I'm saying right now. But um, you, uh, you just practice and get in touch with them. You give them offerings, whatever they liked in life. You can give them, you know, in death, like my sister is passed away and she liked Oreo cookies. I don't, you know, I don't care for Oreo cookies, but I offer them to her. And um, sometimes you might want to partake in the offering if it's an edible thing or a drinkable thing. Whiskey and tobacco are two great offerings. But yeah, that's how you kind of get in touch with your ancestors. And I'm telling you, the more you do it, the more you do it, the better your life becomes. So many things happen. Shit just starts coming from everywhere that's positive. And they walk with you every single day. If you acknowledge them, they bring good things to you. When I, um, this is about my book. When I decided to write a book, I woke up one day, I swear to you, I just woke up one day and I said, hmm, I think I'm going to write a book. I think it's going to be about bones. I'm going to do it. And I told a couple people and they laughed at me and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to do it. This is going to happen. So I manifested it and I did some workings with it. I did a job with it, you know, and, um, and manifested, you know, you think about it, you feed it. Um, so one day I'm like, I have to have an editor. Well, it just so happened that one of my students was an editor. So for free, she edited my book. Now, granted, I decided to write this book in like, uh, I think it was, um, December, Okay, of 2019. My book was published by July wow. of 2020. That's quick. Yeah, it was written and published. That's very That's quick. Really quick. Uh, because it all fell into place. I needed somebody to design my book. It was going to be about $3,000 to have them lay it out, especially do a cover, all this stuff. I happened to meet up with a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in 20 years. Um, he's like, I can do that for you. I'm like, how much is it going to cost? It'll cost nothing. I'm like, 
okay, so he designed my book for me. Um, so yeah, my book came out like that. And the ancestors brought them to me. So yeah, that things happen. The shit happens once you start communicating. Well, let me ask this question. What if someone is really horrible in life and then they've passed away? Do they stay horrible when they're dead? Yep. That's a good question too. Um, a lot of times they do. Okay. A lot of times they do. If they haven't passed on, depends on, on what you believe. Um, if they haven't passed on to a, a different life and they're still in spiritual world, um, unfortunately, you know, they, that negative energy sticks with them. But I'll tell you this, when you're contacting your ancestors, the only people that are going to be with you. Um, and by the way, it could be your biological it could be your chosen family. It could be your friends and it could be maybe even a, a family pet. Okay. Somebody who cares about you and loves you ancestors, the good ones will protect you from anything evil. Those evil people, the pieces of shit, they're not going to get anywhere near you because the good ones are going to protect you. Yeah. So I hope so. And I'll tell you something else too, that a lot of people, um, don't they don't realize if you're adopted you think no there's no way i can do this there is a way because like dna travels through the generations so does a light okay mm -hmm. travels through the generations so your ancestor light is still within you and you can get in touch with your biological ancestors because of that light so even if you're adopted you don't know your biological ancestors you can still get them because they're still with you that's awesome. interesting. I, I find it interesting that like if somebody's bad in life, they're going to be bad in death. And, you know, there's no like redemption. So like Hitler somewhere, it's not like, hey, I'm OK now. I learned my lesson, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's all in what you believe, really. But in the spirit world, when somebody, you know, is dead and they stay in the spirit world, um, usually that negativity follows with them and that's what okay that's where hell comes okay think about that for just a minute like i don't believe in hell but i do believe in the darker place that you can end up okay um if you're if you're a piece of shit in life that negativity is going to follow with you in death and you know what you're going to be a piece of shit in death and that's what you're going to live in because shit attracts shit so that's your help. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that's, yeah. And, you know, anything good is going to be just repelling you. Okay. So like I said, those, huh? Can I, can I start? Jeremy, I'm sorry for all the bad things I said about you for being late. Okay. Okay. I'm on the good path now. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. I forgive you. Man. I told you I already have your back. I have your back. Oh, so we'll I can be back. Now. All right. Awesome. All right. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> At the land of Moonfire's got my back, dude. That's going to be the name of my new book. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put whoever in a jar for you, honey. I'll do it. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank I don't want to be in a jar. <laughs> you don't want to be in a jar. I don't want to be in a jar. You no, you don't. And you don't even know what that means. Believe me, you don't. <laughs> this sounds terrible. It's not good. It is terrible. Well, listen, Unless wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. I have to tell you there's different types of jars. For example, uh -huh. I have three people in jars right now in my closet, but that's just to contain their magic. It's not to hurt them. It's to contain oh, their okay. magic doing any harm. Yeah. So I there's thought we uncovered a mystery. Jars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to be in the jar. That's the one you don't want to be in. I don't want to be in any jar. Yeah. <laughs> Well, shoot another one at me. What have you got, Jeremy? Yeah. 
What other questions oh, do you have? Oh, Here yeah. Oh, I ask, yeah, I, I've got tons. So, like, um, <laughs> on, your parano- on your paranormal investigations, have you ever met anyone who, like, uh, in a spirit form who did not know they were dead and you had to explain to them they were dead and, like, help them move on? Um, I met a little boy named uh, Timmy. The little boy, Timmy, I was talking about, and he did not realize that he was passed away. He was he that's why he stayed in his bedroom all the time. Oh, um, yeah. And he would play with his toy, move his toys and stuff like that, um, you know, when no one was there. But, yeah, we actually helped uh, him pass along and, and go to a different realm of life. So, yeah. And, you know, and spirits can do that. I mean, that's why, like, not all your ancestors are going to be with you. But, um, you know, think about it. Think about how many you have thousands and thousands of years ago. That's a lot of ancestors, you know. Not all of them are going to be on a different realm or be passed over. You know, some of them are going to stay where they're at because that's their purpose. Okay. Here's a good Here's a good question, like, about possessions and stuff. Like, every time you watch a movie, it's always Christians that help, like, uh, people who are possessed. But in your case, could, have you ever helped anyone who's possessed successfully? I have one time, one time um, we had a girl that was possessed and um, we don't know the name of the spirit that was possessing her. We couldn't get that out of her, but um, you could tell when that spirit took over. It was, we filmed it. It was like night, I mean, night and day. It was crazy. Um, So I'm an ordained minister, though. You don't have to be a Christian to be a minister. You know, I'm an ordained minister and I'm a a witch. Um, So we did an exorcism on her. And I mean, it took quite a while, but we we took care of the situation. Um, We actually put the spirit in a doll. And then we took the doll somewhere and handled that the way it needed to be handled properly. So, yeah, that happened one time with me one time. So, so is the right of possession for a witch and the right of possession that ones that like we see in like the exorcist and stuff like that? Is it the same? But you mean the, the, you mean the way it's done? Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. I'm not a Christian person or or a magical person. I don't mean to sound insulting, but like the magical words or whatever you say to get the, to get the devil out. Is that all oh, the you same? mean like the ceremony? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like I, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, Christians yeah. call on God, you know, whereas uh, witches call on different deities. Okay. And um, <clears throat> personally, my belief system is I believe that there's now and and you know witches there's so many different. I'm eclectic, so that means I have practiced many forms of, mm-hmm. of witchcraft, many traditions, and uh, have formed my belief system. Um, so, you know, I personally, this is my personal belief, I believe that there's, you know, one uh, huge light of positive energy, okay? I believe everything has energy. And within that light is the male and female. There's both feminine and masculine. And within that, you've got aspects of that feminine and masculinity, and that would be the gods and goddesses that you call on. So Mm -hmm. they're like characteristics of this huge light. This is what I believe. Now, not everybody believes that. That's what I believe. But in saying that, that's who I call on. I call on, you know, the um, gods and goddesses that can handle that situation. But in in my mind, what some witches believe that the gods and goddesses are real people, gods and goddesses that walk this earth. And that's what it is. I don't personally believe that way. But, um, you know, each witch that practices exorcism, would do it in a different way. But you know what? It all, co- it's kind of like this. Every 
everybody is on a path to get to this goal of something beautiful. We all three are. I don't know what religions y'all are, but I know that when you pass, you want to ultimately get to a beautiful place. Now, how you're going to get there? Well, you're going. You might take this path. You might take Christianity. You might go, you know, Buddhism. You might be a witch. As long as you end up at the same place, it doesn't matter what you are. So that's the same thing with exorcism. It doesn't matter how you do it and what you as long as you get the job done and you know you use the positive energy in the universe to do it. Does that answer that's, your question? Yeah, that's very interesting because on the movies and stuff, they only just show the Christian side. I mean, before Christianity, there was probably tons of other religions and stuff too. So I was just, I was just wondering how, how you guys take on that. No. It's different for um, each tradition and it's mm-hmm. different for each eclectic witch because we're all, we're like a mutt. We're a mixture of everything eclectic witches are. Got it. That's interesting. Regarding movies, which movies do you think are the most realistic regarding like ghost, occult, supernatural? Would it be actually, um, I guess, like the conjuring or would it be the exorcism or which ones do you think are the most realistic? Exorcism, definitely not. The exorcist, exorcist, definitely not. Oh, yeah, exorcist. That's not uh, very realistic. Um, you know, I don't know if I've ever actually seen one that's realistic because when you when someone's possessed, they you can tell when they when they change. Okay, you can tell when that happens. Um, their facial features kind of change, and um, obviously their mannerisms change, but they don't spin their head around spitting pee juice out their mouth and you know that doesn't happen um as far as paranormal activity you know um paranoid now paranormal activity there's a lot of different uh forms of paranormal activity and i've seen personally seen things move i've seen things actually move so you know as far as movies um i can't think of one offhand but you know they're more realistic than the exorcism movies and i've never seen an exorcism movie that was realistic ever they they Hollywoodize it big time. So Hollywood does its job good. <laughs> John, Johnny hit on a really good point there. Like in the movies now, there's the Warrens, and I've heard like I mean I'm kind of a skeptic, so I've heard like good things and bad things about the Warrens. So I'm interested in, uh, in a person in your position who's who's actually a witch and who's actually done paranormal stuff, like um, investigations and stuff. What do you, what do you actually think about the the Warrens and their cases? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you something. I don't watch television, <laughs> so oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Mr. My life is crazy <laughs> enough. I'm sorry. My life is crazy enough. Believe me, I could sit here and tell you just how crazy it is in the last two weeks it's been. My life is crazy enough. I, You know what? I bought a Switch. Do you know what I'm talking about? A Switch, Nintendo Switch? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The game? Yeah, we live okay, in Japan. So I bought it. I bought it because I wanted just dance because I wanted to exercise. That's all I have. And I bought, I just hooked it up last. I didn't hook it up. My neighbor did. Cause I know what I was doing, but um, they just hooked it up last night. So now my TV will be used. I don't watch TV. So I don't know who, who are they? Who are the ones? Well, apparently they did a bunch of like uh, investigations and stuff. And they're, they're the characters now in, um, in the movies, like the conjuring and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, they're they they were they're I think the I think they're all I think they're all dead now, but I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, really like familiar. I wonder if I googled it. Let me Google it because maybe I've seen it. Where's the phone? Um, you should actually just yeah, I've never heard 
Oh, you should Google the actual people, the Warrens, like Warrens Paranormal Investigators. If you do that, you're going to get the actual two people. And it was like a hub, okay. husband and wife who were, um, I guess, paranormal investigators, I guess, for 20, 30 years, pretty much for most of their adult life. And um, they they mm-hmm. uncovered a lot of interesting stuff. They did a lot of research. They worked with the uh, Vatican. And um, yeah, I guess some of their movie or some of their stories were so impressive and shocking where they made a couple of, I, I think now it's like a franchise at this point, but a, a, quite a few movies regarding some of their, um, I guess, uh, true stories. Well, yeah. Now I'm going to have to watch it. Now I'm going to have to watch TV. Look what you did. I'm sorry. Look what you did. I'm sorry. Now you're going <laughs> to send it for Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. We totally destroyed you. I'm sorry. You're going to stop. You're going <laughs> to You ruined me. I know. I know. And oh God. my cousin is going to be pissed off because I'm not going to have anything prepared for them because I'm going to be sitting out watching this. Welcome to my I, life. I'm Googling them. <laughs> Is it Ed and Warren? I mean, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Is that who it is? Yeah, that would be them. Okay, I'm going to save this. I'm going to look. You know, I'm going to have to do this tonight. I'm going to have to research them. I'm just going to have to. We're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Where there are there are movies out there that are based on um, true stories, like The Bell Witch. Have you heard of The Bell Witch? I have. Okay, did you see the movie? Uh, no, I read the book. Okay. Oh, you read the book. Probably even better. I've never read the book. I went yeah. to the Bellwitch um, uh, house yeah. and where you know she lived and all that about yeah. four months ago, and um, and that was pretty cool. And it was a sad story. It was a sad story, but you know it was it, it's that I can believe. I think that the way they portrayed that was a little bit Hollywood, but a lot of it, you know, yeah, I could believe. Yeah. Mm. No, Johnny, do you know who that is? That's the one. The Bell Witch. The Bell Witch. Didn't they make a? It's a kind of like a. No, not the Bell. Not the Bell Wear. That you're thinking the Blair. No, the Bell Witch. Like a bell that you ring. Ding ding ding. No, the Bell Witch. It's like the first haunting in America. The first recorded haunting in America. Well, probably yeah. So this is like. She can she could probably tell you better than I can, but I think one of the one of the presidents actually went there to investigate it, and uh, the pre- one of the presidents of the United States was it Abraham Lincoln? Please say yes. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> he's a he's a vampire hunter. That's right. Yeah, yeah. but no, I think it I was. I would love uh, to be a vampire hunter. I would love yeah. that. That'd be a good job. Technically, I am a vampire hunter. I've, I've never you? found one. I've never found one. I'm going to be a vampire hunter. How do you yeah. do it? I'm going to be one. I can totally do it. I can be you keep one. looking for him. That's, that's what you do. <laughs> He's just not successful. <laughs> I'm not a very good one. Yeah, I didn't say I was a good one. Yeah. yeah. I don't, Jeremy, you, you've got a bar. You're up all night, every night. You sleep during the day. You might indeed be a vampire. I could actually oh be God. a vampire. But, Your yeah. man cave has no windows. You may you may know vampires and not know it. I have got to tell you this. The guy that designed my book, okay, his name's Patrick. And um, the friend of mine I hadn't seen in 20 years, but I've known for 30. Okay, so he's like looking at me and he's like, "Um, so I'm going to design something for you. Hold on a second. And he prints this thing that's a witch with like green face with a wart that he took off of a picture of me. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He said, well, I'm making you look like a witch. And I'm like, witches don't look like that. And he goes, well, what do they look like? I said, 
you know, and I said, look, Patrick, they're not what you did. He, I've had to teach him, you know, you think, you know, you might know vampires, you might know him, Jeremy, and you mm-hmm. just don't know, you know, but I told Patrick, you know, I said, if you ever see a blue door on a house, or not a blue, I'm sorry, a purple door on a house, a lot of times that means a witch lives there. It's kind of a code, okay, that we have. Um, and he goes, oh my gosh, two weeks or two roads over, there's a purple door on a, on a house. I said, that's probably a witch that lives there. So there's little codes that people do, but you may know a vampire and not even know it because you know what? You know, witches look like this. We don't have green faces and warts and stuff like that. So vampires might not have all that other stuff. Oh my God. Well, yeah. That's crazy that you say that because I sometimes go to the Satanist bar down the street from where I live. And I never even thought of it, but they, there's no sign, no nothing. It's just a door, and the door is purple. It's like a, a bluish purple. <laughs> I never. Is that Missy's house? Huh? No, no. Is that, that Missy's house? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I go to that bar too. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but this is an actual bar. <laughs> I had no idea. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You come to Japan purple, and check it out. Purple door. <laughs> we can get margaritas together. I tried to get them to let me paint my apartment door purple, but they wouldn't let me. Oh. So you know so what ready. I did? I got a big rug and it says the witch is in and I put it out there. Oh nice. <laughs> cool. Are like kids kids around your house scared of you and stuff? Because they don't understand about witchcraft, but they just when, like, I, when I first moved in here, the first thing I did, um, first of all, I forgot to take to sign off the side of my car that says atalantamoonfire.com so when i pulled in everybody was uh going to my website and that was a big hint um but what i did is there was a guy downstairs it's a prison guard and he comes upstairs and he goes up to the girl that i was with i had movers move me by the way we didn't do it um but anyway uh-huh. she he goes up to the girl and he goes i'm going to see atalanta moonfire and he was all you know like this and sherry goes um, I think somebody's at the door for you. And he start he starts talking to me about it. He goes, tell me about this, uh, bone hoodoo thing, you know, and he wasn't being mean. He was being really nice. He just wanted to know. So I told him, well, what I did was there's a lady that lives in the apartment complex. That's kind of like, she knows everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking right about? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. A Karen. She knows everybody. No. So I, the first thing I did that I did the first uh, morning that I got up, I went over to her apartment, asked her if she wanted to have coffee. I sat there for four hours telling her about myself and showing her some things online and just, you know, teaching her a little bit and clarifying some things. So there wouldn't be misconceptions out there. And I know she told everybody because I have people now coming up to me all over the place saying, oh, I have this problem. Can you help me with blah, blah, blah. So I don't really have anybody. I have little kids that live right across from me and they love me to death. So, yeah, I don't have anybody afraid. The guy downstairs, though, that hooked up my switch, I scared him a little bit last night, but I didn't mean to. How do you scare him? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I... I asked him, I told him I would pay him to hook up my switch because I didn't want to wait for somebody else to come over and do it and whatever. And he was like, and I don't know him, by the way. I don't know my neighbors. I just knocked on the door and was like, hey, I'm your neighbor. Um, so anyway, he goes, I said, if I make any noise, by the way, I live upstairs. Let me know and I'll, you know, calm it down. I try to be quiet, but sometimes I could be loud. So let me know. He said, no, we don't have any problems, but do you move furniture around a lot? 
And I said, furniture? And he said, yeah. I said, no, I all my furniture is in the same place. I said, why? Do you hear furniture moving? He said, yeah, we hear it a lot. I said, is it loud? And he goes, well, it's been getting loud. And I said, when's the last time you heard it? And he goes, oh, first of all, I said, oh, it's just probably the spirit that lives up there. And he was like, and, you know, like, is this woman crazy or what? And I said, no, it's okay. Because I said, I'm a witch and I keep her under control. My goddess keeps her, you know, in the underworld. And every once in a while she gets out and does some things. And he's just looking at me like, whatever. And I said, when's the last time you heard this noise, this furniture moving? He goes, I don't know, about four days ago. And I said, oh, I have been gone for two and a half weeks. I haven't been home. He was like, <laughs> you know, scared the wow. shit out of <laughs> me. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> so he wouldn't take money for hooking up my switch. So what I did for him is I made a, a prosperity blessing candle and put it on my altar. And I blessed it and did all this stuff. And I took a picture of it and sent it to him. And he was happy with that. So I, I took awesome. the scariness away. <laughs> you are awesome. That is like the best thing to do. That's better than money. That's better than anything. That's better than gold. <laughs> I told him, I said, before you go to bed, you need to think about prosperity. You need to think about money. You need to think about, you know, anything that's going to be good in your life. That's your job. My job is to do the spell. So if he did what he did, it'll get, it'll happen. Oh, that is awesome. Um, uh, could you tell us a little bit more about, uh, I wrote it down. Tell us more about, uh, oh, oddities and curiosities expo. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. So I went to an oddity show um, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. in Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, a bunch of the witches go there. There's a lot of witches, by the way, that go there um, and, and wizards that go there, sorcerers. But um, so I went and it is a collection. There are, I don't know how many vendors. It is huge. I mean, they ran out an entire convention center um you know with different booths in it and there's everything that you can think of that's weird i mean they even sell real skeletons like human skeletons human skulls things like that um they sell jewelry made out of bones uh weird things they sell the specimens in a jar do you know what i'm talking Uh, about like the little dead specimens that they put in jars they make uh dolls you know into like haunted dolls and stuff like that but the really cool thing is is they have these i don't want to call it sideshows presentations like where they have have you ever seen somebody get hung up by hooks yes and stuff like yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah they have stuff like that they have a side uh like a freak show um oh and i'll tell you i'll tell you a story in a minute but anyway so yeah they it's a really cool place to go it's only ten dollars to get in and um you have to buy your ticket online and they do go fast so, but you can go to the Oddities website, get your ticket. And like I said, it's 10 bucks and that's it. And um, you get to see all kinds of neat stuff. But what I have to tell you is, this is so awful. I don't even know why I'm saying this. <laughs> no, we um, couple weeks. <laughs> something that you're bringing out of me, okay? There's something <laughs> that you're bringing out of me that I'm telling these things I probably shouldn't be saying. You're not the first one to say um, that to me. So, <laughs> A few weeks ago at an Oddities and Curiosities event, there was a demonstration in a uh, conference room at the hotel, and it was uh, uh, an autopsy, a real autopsy, and they sold tickets to it. Have you heard this already, this story? Okay. So they sold this guy. 
sold tickets to this autopsy for like 500 bucks. And the more money you paid, the closer you got to get and sometimes even help perform the autopsy. So yes. here's a guy. Yeah. So a real autopsy. Um, and so here's a guy that's, you know, donated his body to science. Okay. And it ends up in a oddities and curiosities show expo in a room with people that are it was supposed to be an educational thing now i'm not talking bad about audience and i will tell you this they did not know what exactly was happening nor did they know um it wasn't clear with what was going to happen and they canceled it like the next they canceled this guy for the rest of the shows they did their job they did a good job but um um, it's not illegal, by the way, to do this. It's not illegal. To, you could do this. You can go and get a body from the, he got his from Las Vegas, um, took it up there. And yeah, so they did an actual autopsy on a man. And when the wife found out about it, there was an undercover uh, investigator there that filmed it. And his wife, they found out who the wife was of the man that was being formed to perform the autopsy on. And she was just like, she was just you know, terrified about the whole thing. It was just horrible because it wasn't the fact that he was being uh, performed an autopsy on. It was the fact that it was done at an oddities and curiosities event, like a sideshow freak. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a respect thing there. It wasn't the fact that, because the guy that put it on was trying to say it was for medical purposes. It was not for medical purposes. It was because he could make a lot of money doing it. And he did. He made a lot of money doing it. But the, the oddities and curiosities, they did uh, uh, stop his, all canceled all the rest of his shows. So they did their part, you know. But, yeah, that was a weird, <laughs> weird happening with oddities. That is wild. I mean, for that guy to do that, I mean, I can imagine him doing it once and getting away with it. But how many dead bodies did he have? If he had to do it like 50 times, he's got a <laughs> truck, like some kind of like an ice cream truck or something, you know, with like a freezer in the back, driving around with all these like stiffs. <laughs> I swear. I mean, just, I mean, or, or worse yet, what did he do with the bodies whenever he couldn't do the show? Where are the bodies now? Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> Chili. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's terrible. That's ter- I shouldn't say that, but I said it. I'm a terrible person. I need some blessings. I need some good luck today. Oh my goodness. I'll, I'll light a candle for you. No, here, one of these is for you. How's that? Oh my gosh, that means so I'm much. Thank you. <laughs> Jeremy needs one too. I will. I'm probably I'm two or three of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm two or three of them. I've done some bad shit in my life. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've never done anything bad in my life, have I? No. I don't know. Zero. Absolutely yeah. zero. Hey, oh let me tell you something. When those accidents happened, I wasn't even in the state, so I can't be blamed for it. Understandable. That's what my lawyer says too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was nowhere around. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, Jeremy, I'm dude, I've been asking questions for the last two hours. Uh, do you have anything else to ask? Is there anything else? I'm yeah. saying million. <laughs> um are you are is is being a witch at odds with anything? Like um some some like evangelicals might be at odds with that. I mean other than that, is are, are you guys at odds? Are there different factions of witches? Or are there are there like which wars? We should know about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should we should we know about? Yeah. 
years. <clears throat> okay, so there's this different traditions that believe in different things, but usually when you're of which when you're a pagan, do you know what a pagan is? I do. You do? Okay. When you're a pagan, it's kind of an umbrella term. Underneath it, you have like witches, druidism, you know, you have different uh traditions underneath it. Um, everybody respects everybody else for the most part. And when I say for the most part, it's because um, we have what's called witch wars, which is stupid. Okay. And it's usually between okay. coven. Um, it's not usually between like one tradition with another tradition, even though they might not agree. For instance, Wiccans, I have no problems with the Wiccan and they have no problem with me. Um, but I don't believe what they believe and they don't believe what I believe. So that's fine. You know, it's each his own. Witchcraft is a very earthy um, form of belief system. And, you know, we're all, we're all about peace, love, and bare feet. You know what I mean? It's all, it's a loving, um, you know, people think witchcraft are like, oh, no, you know. No, witchcraft is uh, is very um, Mother Earth and, and that kind of thing. So usually there's not any kind of quarrels between uh, traditions, but covens get very petty, very petty. And it's just like high school. And they do some shit. They'll throw some shit on each other. You'll have all kinds of car accidents, you know, your business failing. I mean, people getting sick. It's crazy. So that's what you get, you know, in the witch community. And it's sad because it's starting to get that way again. It used to be that way. It stopped for a long time and now it's coming back. Now that's a movie. Witch Wars. That is a movie. (laughs) Witch Wars. That could be a book too. Could be a lot. It could be a podcast. Which <laughs> where's the podcast? <laughs> oh man, I do not want to host that one. <laughs> oh my god, I'll be on it. <laughs> be on it. You'll, you'll be the host. <laughs> I'll just do all the editing in the back. I'll be the background kind of guy. Nothing bad happens to the background guy, right? <laughs> No, it always oh, happens to the background guy. Oh, it no. always happens. You don't want to be there. Oh gosh. All right, there I go. There goes my bad luck. Oh man. Okay. Um. Listen. Uh. We've we've taken two hours of your time, and I just got to say, really, it's been two hours. Yeah, I can't believe it. It's gone by so quickly. And um, you know what, faders? Uh, this right here is the news. We're gonna save the news for our next episode that we're gonna do with hopefully maybe three or four co-host so uh we'll get the gang back together and we'll hit the streets and we'll read the news but uh right now um my goodness miss atalanta moonfire you have been the most fascinating guest that we've had in a long time thank you so much for being on the show and i want you right now to plug everything and anything you got if you got an etsy page you got a website you got amazon you got hulu you got who was it hulu or hoodoo oh my goodness <laughs> whatever you got plug it <laughs> Okay. Well, to make it simple. All right. Well, first of all, I'll tell you what I, what I offer. Um, I offer classes. Uh, I teach classes on how to throw the bones. They're very inexpensive. I keep them very reasonable. I do them live. I do them by video, like Zoom or Skype, things like that. I do workshops uh, for groups of people. Um, I wrote the book, Throwing the Bones, Divination for the Modern Practitioner. You can get it all over the place, but the best place to get it is on my website because it's only $15.50 on my website. We're at $17 everywhere else. And my website is www. I'm going to spell it. It's Atalanta, but I'm going to spell it. A-T-A-L-A-N-T-A, moonfire.com. 
You can also get bone kits. I sell bone kits and my bone kits are very high quality and extremely reasonable. There's no way that you could collect bones on your own and get them for this price. Um, right now I'm having a special. If you buy a bone kit, you get a book for free. So you get a, a $17 gift for free. Um, all of my platforms that I am on, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that, you can find on my website. But I'm also, I just recently um, joined uh, Patreon. So I have a Patreon site now. And what I do with that is I offer like behind the scenes on the tour, some uh, promo pics, things like that. But mostly I offer classes, Q&As, um, live Q&As, bone throws, stuff like that for as low as $5 a month. And I'm not sure if people know about that. There's a link on my website, but you can go to patreon.com forward slash Atlanta Moonfire and find me. But you cannot search for me because the search engine is messed up. I, I was like, why can't I find me? They told me it was messed up. So, yeah, on my website, you can find everything you need. And that's www.atalantamoonfire.com. That is fantastic. And faders, all that information is going to be down below in the show notes. So click on that, check her out, hire her, book her, buy her book and support her because, oh my goodness, this has been one heck of a podcast. I've loved this. Every second has been gold. <laughs> I've loved it too. And you know what? If anybody has questions, they can, they can email me. I don't mind. I answer every one of my emails. I'll answer any question. They don't have to buy anything to get a question. I don't, you know, I'll talk to them about anything. So any questions you have, feel free to email me. Nice. Oh my goodness. Jeremy, do, we, do you have one last question? Is everything good? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, how, how if you, you wanted to become a witch, where do you start? And uh, like, um, do you does there, do you suggest uh, going to any kind of classes, or do you just suggest like picking up any kind of books, or what we do you think? We were talking about that a little bit earlier. Um, a good thing is a good thing is to um, to read a little bit about it to find good books, and we mentioned that earlier um, to write a silver broomstick. Um, Silver Raven Wolf, also Scott Cunningham, Wicca. That's a good book. Um, Spiral Dance. I forgot who writes it. And Christopher Penzak is a fantastic author. Those are all good uh, starting points. But like what I do uh, for for my coven, what I do is I I uh, and I suggest joining a coven if it's a teaching coven, not if it's not. You know, it's got to be a teaching coven if you're a baby witch. You want to be taught properly because if you do something um, improperly, you're going to have bad repercussions for it more than likely. And I just, I hate to see that happen to people. And then it turns them away from witchcraft. So get a guide, get a mentor, um, go to a coven. That's a teaching coven. They will instruct you. They will dedicate you. They will literally hold your hand through every process. Um, talk to as many witches as possible explore as many traditions as possible because there's there's a lot of difference between different traditions so right. you might not believe this but you might do that yeah so that's what i would suggest or call me because you know what i'll answer any question i don't mind very good very good thank you very much bravo awesome awesome well thank you so much for being on the show faders you heard it here thank and- you Oh my goodness. Thank you. A million, a million. Thank yous. Faders, you know <laughs> what to do. Contact her, buy her, support her. And uh, after you do all that, go to our Patreon. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> hey, that's right. We'll, we'll plug each other's Patreon. I'll be plugging yours too. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ours is probably a little bit more explicit than yours, to be honest, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mine is, you have to be 
18 year old to enter mine. So you never know. <laughs> All right, I'm signing up now. <laughs> oh man. Faders, thank you so much for tuning into this extremely wonderfully special episode of Got Faded Japan. Um, Jeremy, thank you for showing up. <laughs> Glad to be here. How are you? Missy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But that's all good. Um, Faders, you know what to do. Go down to all our SNS. We've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, we've got Instagram, we've got TikTok. We have now we have Twitch. We're on Twitch. And there's one dude there. Hey, what's up, dude? Mr. Tagashi the three. I can't it's that lots of consonants, very few vowels. Long name. Uh, but thank <laughs> you so much for being on Twitch. It's great to see you. Um, ask us questions next time, and uh, we'll see you there on Twitch. Yes, and faders, yeah, definitely check on our Twitch go down into the show notes, click there when we are doing a show. Um, we'll give you a little bit of a heads up so you can meet us here. Um, probably for your time, it's going to be early in the morning or late at night because for us, it's probably going to be daytime. I don't know. That's how it works and stuff when you're living in Japan. But um, yeah, Jeremy, am I missing anything? Did I Patreon? Twitter? No, you pretty much nailed everything. But one thing I do want to say out there, if you can't join our Patreon, if you can't, if you can't give us your hard-earned cash, do us a favor, share our videos, tell your friends about it. Link our videos in your Facebook page. That helps out a lot. And we get new faders and new people who listen to us just because people share our videos. And we are counting on you to do that because we don't we don't have a huge budget for advertising. I've already started sharing your stuff. I swear I have. Oh, I, thank I you so much. Last weekend, I was listening to a couple of your shows and I was laughing my ass off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm going to be on the show. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> you know? And um, yeah, I'm so, so excited to be here. So oh, yeah, I've been telling everybody about you. Thank you so much. And we're so happy that you're here. All right, faders. On that note, we're going to catch you next week. Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Who you eat till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't stand to it. <laughs> you sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Suicide, it's a suicide. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.